everyone welcome our new gentlemen overlords who now that's a team i can work with i love it i love bringing people together how we doing hey everybody welcome to the gentlemen overlords i'm andrew i'm max i'm robert Guys, it's Wednesday. <laughs> we don't we don't normally announce the day we're recording. Ah, guys. It's Wednesday, guys. <laughs> What's uh it feels like a Wednesday. It's uh, yeah. Anyway. Hump day, am I right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I just gotta get this one fucking podcast done and then the weekend <laughs> then basically the weekend, starts. <laughs> the weekend's here. Then it's all then it's just a smooth slide into the weekend. That's right, baby. All right, let's talk about some of these movies we see. <laughs> Roberts, what have you seen? Movies I've seen. Um, Jamie put on Jack Reacher, which uh, intrepid listeners will remember I watched for the first time in January. Uh, and sat down and watched that with her again just because I liked it and she enjoyed it. But uh, don't have a lot new to say about it. Uh, although, Thank you for noting it then. Well, I think that there's the connection. I don't remember if at the time, if I had seen the Jack Reacher show as well, mm. but I do like that there's a good movie out there, but the show is different, even though it's supposed to be the same character who is very, who is not uh, very Tom Cruise-like. In fact, I would say he's twice the size, if not thrice, of Mr. Cruise. Don't say that around Mr. Cruise, though. He would not be happy. Yeah, I wonder if he's like actually uh, weird about his height i think he probably is i mean just based on the stuff that we know about mr cruz i don't remember what i don't remember what i was watching or someone was commenting on in the first top gun like one of the generals is like yelling up at him like you better get your button gear mr and it's like he must be like on an apple box or something because there's no way that they got an apple. <laughs> yeah he was getting yeah his uh, his uh commanding officer was a hobbit <laughs> he's like yelling up at him um, so rewatched that. Rewatched uh, Back to the Future. Uh, I was just in a Back to the Future mood, and uh, hey, still great, still a classic. Maybe the it's first, because the first one. Yes, the first one. Um, is it that's Zemeckis? Is, is he doing the new Pinocchio? I don't know. I, I I'm still trying to figure out what a Back to the Future mood. Your is. nose is growing. Uh-oh. I think you do know. <laughs> maybe um but it's a good one it's a, it's a classic great great revisit as always um we got it in our heads i feel like we were out at hey maybe a trivia and uh wanted to watch black hawk down oh uh, by the way it is a zumekis joint ah uh, it says a zumekis joint when it starts like in smoke letters like doom doom um black hawk down it took us like two nights to watch and finish it um it's be a long cause movie because we, we got tired yeah it's, it's it's over 12 and a half hours long um it's good and it is truly like there's main characters in it that are big actors or weren't huge actors and got bigger after that and there's so many bit parts that are an insane like like actors that went on to be in a million other things too so it is really a fun movie G- grim uh some grim you know 
uh, stuff in there, obviously, but um, it's fun just to be able to be like pointing at the screen. You're like Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you're snapping and pointing because you're seeing all these folks. It's good stuff. I would like to say, uh, just I'm reading up on the new Pinocchio movie on the Wikipedia. And in case anybody you is listening to me, I never listen to you. Uh, Andrew? In case anybody is worried, Geppetto's pets, Figaro the cat, and Cleo the goldfish are set to appear. So don't worry. Yeah, they showed in the trailer, though, the cat is like CG and it looked really bad. Sounds like this is a, a must watch for me. Mm-hmm. You're going to love, love it. CG animals that could easily not be CG. Tom Hanks said, I will never be cast away again. And they're like, hey, remember the part where uh, oh, Geppetto boy. gets swallowed by the whale? And he's like, Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's also in character when he's talking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is in this? Yeah, he's, he's Geppetto, Geppetto, my man. The party was born. He was like, you know what? Since I got into acting because I was hoping one day I could be Geppetto in live action Pinocchio. You know what? Oh, you know what I heard? That person who knocked over his wife was actually trying to inform him that he was going to be cast away in the movie and he wasn't listening. It's going to bomb. Don't, don't be in it. Get the fuck away from me. How embarrassed would you be for the rest of your life if you got if you elicited that response from, from Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks? Yeah, just just Tom, walk off the planet. Yeah, Tom Hanks is becoming one of those actors that I'll avoid movies that he's in. Wow, Max, truth. I he, don't like this truth telling. <laughs> I think like the the Elvis movie. Oh, that was oh, oh my man, you are so no no no. It looks so good. In fact, hey, maybe maybe it's gonna be covered on a future episode. <laughs> yeah, the uh, everything else about the movie looks interesting, I think. But Tom I, Hanks's character I think it looks like he's in a a crazy Baz Lerman movie. I, I think it's gonna be good. I'm in love with like if the movie's not good. I will always have those two trailers because I love the trailers and I love him. Like there would be no Elvis <laughs> Presley. It's so funny. I love him. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, I also, you know what? I think I saw that trailer right before. <laughs> that's right. Jurassic World Dominion. Oh Ooh, my baby. God, Robert. It's a movie out in theaters right now, so I won't spoil too much. I have now, this I have, is I have watched many videos about this movie, and it sounds like mm. a because I'm I'm not going to see it in theaters. There's no way. I saw the first one in theaters and I liked it. I saw the second one out of theaters and hated it. And I do not I you should, think you should be seeing it in theaters. Maybe that's the the calculus is that if I see it in theaters, I'll love it. I mean, it is like it's like a big, you know, dinosaurs on the screen is like what I was going in hoping for at least, and it delivered on that. Um, but I heard like I mean I don't want to get too much into the weeds of it, but like isn't a main plot or point the of long the movie, grass? Isn't one of the plots of the movie that there's a going to be a global food shortage because of a locust invasion? <laughs> so yeah, like, that's the part that I was like, Ugh, I don't like it. Like, don't. Why would you bother making this a a not even necessarily a B plot. It's kind of why I, mean, I guess so. It gets it gets some of the other characters to the same place that the the new crew end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, minor spoilers, but yeah, big big gross prehistoric kind of locusts. It's like no, you got a million dinosaurs to show us, and old ones to show us, and new dumb ones to show us, and real ones, but the ones we haven't seen before. And a great um, uh, return of a legacy villain, the guy who tried to bribe Newman in the first movie. <laughs> 
I was blown away. And I don't know if that's actually a spoiler, but like, cause he just says his name. And then I was sitting there in the theater and I was like, Oh, that's weird that that's the same name. And Jamie was like, that's probably him. And I was like, how, what he, he was, he's becomes like a Steve jobs dude. Who's also, eating nutrient bars the whole movie. I had heard that he, the way that you are able to like really recognize <laughs> that it's that character <laughs> is that he has the can of shaving cream that he yes. gives to Newman that Newman loses in well, the- I don't know if this is canon, but there's a video game, like a Telltale style video game, where you are the crew of people going to the island, like the night, all the the day after all that shit went down, or the night it all went down, to get the, to recover the sample, mm-hmm. implying that like people on boat are like, no, we didn't show up, but we need to get the fucking shaving cream, because that's what I said to, I think I said that to Jamie too. These are, it sounds like we're kind of doing minor spoilers, sure. but the, it, it's just weird because yes, the villain is like a character from the first movie that's barely around and definitely doesn't strike you as a kind of like, he'll be back. Uh, of a guy who's yeah like doing anything more than like <clears throat> handing off a briefcase so it's or, very yeah it's or that really you've been bizarre. you've spent the last like four films being like where is he like that plot yeah, point there's is nothing hanging. i there's i mean like the scene is great like just because like Jurassic park is just nothing but like great scenes yeah. but it's he's a nothing um anyway yes dominion i uh there's there's dinosaurs it's crazy there's the weirdest like the villains are all very strange. Like the human characters, especially like they're just random people that are so there's like a nefarious guy with a face tattoo. Who like, it's like, it's almost seems like he gets off on capturing dinosaurs. There's like this Asian woman in this suit. Who's like very like mean and, only... and like everyone starts shooting and she'll like walk out of the room. Like while people are shooting that one guy can uh, only like, he can only finish if he's, cl- if he's like kidnapping a dinosaur. Like he's, yeah. he's what edging. were you going to say, Max? <laughs> Is, is that guy played by Michael Fassbender? It kind of reminds me of him in Jonah Hex. Oh yeah. I mean, that that's the, it's those vibes. That is a good comparison. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite characters is a brand new character. And I was like, I wasn't she in the rest of these movies. And it's like this, this pilot woman who's just like badass and looks cool. And I was like, where the fuck were you? Like, why don't we have a movie about you f- like shipping dinosaurs and then growing a heart and then, you know, escaping from evil ones and rescuing a good, I don't know. It just, I was like the whole time she was on screen. I was like, this would have been a more interesting series without Pratt and all these other fuckers. Yeah, just- we, <laughs> we have to watch Chris Pratt, like charmlessly, m- like morose his way through. The other thing. Movie. And it's so funny to me is it was established in the first movie that he's training these Raptors and kind of uses this hand signal to try and keep them back. That was exclusive to their little pack of those th- four specific dinosaurs in this movie, him and everyone else kind of does that to multiple dinosaurs on multiple occasions. I'm like, is this just like a diet? Like this is built into their DNA. Blue, I guess, blue that... went out and taught all the other. Di- it's like uh, it's like Caesar with the apes. Like blue yeah, went out just and taught be diminutive all the... <laughs> if they ever put their hand out. It's yeah. so funny. Um, but it I is mean, they a... genetic. They genetically bred them. It might. It might be that they put that maybe, in there. but it's usually more like trait. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. Hey, Max, maybe so. Life, talk, life talk finds a way. Exactly. <laughs> talk to, to the. Um, I watched the King's man, which is the, the Kingsman sequel. I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't think it was very good. It's a prequel, right? Not a sequel. It's a prequel. So it's sort of set like pre world war one. And I, I was weirded out by the marketing. Like there's little Kingsman like parts, like there's elements that feel kind of like the other movies. But I think part of the issue for me was it was trying so hard to fit into the history part of it like i was like oh rasputin cool villain and like he's actually not in the movie as much as you think and uh 
it, it was just like odd to me that they tried to weave it so close to like they were trying to do like an Avengers of World War One slash World War Two. It was really weird, and I can see why it was kind of a dud. I feel like in Witten reviews, it just didn't have like the same energy. And I like those other Kingsman movies for the most part. There's parts of them I don't like, mm-hmm. but um, and I think like right if I went back and watched them now, I might be like, oh, this is kind of like trying to be really edgy and stuff like that but i think at the time i enjoyed them so yeah a misfire i think it was a bummer and i also know this is like something that i want to say was like set to come out or right about to come out before the pandemic yeah and then i think probably finally hit streaming because it, it sort of landed I it, with a thud i, I think, think it did come out uh theatrically like maybe oh. like a pretty short window wow i'm surprised um so watch that um watched for the first time national treasure oh boy with nicholas cage um didn't uh jamie pointed out when she, we, were, we were watching it together that like it just seemed like sparse like it seems like it didn't have a huge budget even though i want to say it was like 100 million and it just feels like i don't know it just feels like the cast is pretty small and all this stuff is happening there's not like there aren't extras running around and scenes with the multiple people but ultimately it just feels very like it doesn't feel super epic um so i was a little disappointed in that one as well just because i i don't know i feel like it had been hyped up a bunch and i also thought it was supposed to be kind of like a more fun nick cage movie. like he's got so many bad movies in for some period of his you know acting career so i thought this was one of the better ones and i uh, or I, that's what i was led to believe and eh, i don't know it was it's, fine it's also who you've been talking to about national treasure who have I been talking to? Yeah, like who? who I shan't, I shan't give it? my secrets. That's who, the national I, treasure. That's right. that was, I don't know. Reduces. I just think like the scuttlebutt of it is what I, I always assume that people enjoyed it. There's like also a sequel, and I'm probably I'll probably watch that. But I don't know. I always got the impression that it was like a fun, just like a pretty fun one. I think it's like it's it's before I think like there's I obviously most people have been aware of how weird Nick Cage is in general, but I think in like terms of the scope of large Hollywood at large, I think most people had not really glommed onto Nick Cage weirdo actor yet. Mm-hmm. And he was still kind of being cast in like the let's put him in a Indiana Jones esque adventure. And the <clears throat> like Nick Cage is such a charming, handsome man as a leading actor that it'll coast on that alone. And he, that's not his charm is being yeah. suave, cool guy. I- I think that's another small thing was like, it's all about American history. So there's nothing like super ancient, which is like, well, why would, uh, excuse me, the movie's called national treasure. Why would there be any sort of other history in it? Robert? Yeah. We're the only nation, the only Um, history that matters. I I think I, I just love a, a, you know me, I love like ruins. And if, Oh, if like earth is taking him back, even better mm-hmm. so i would have loved something a little bit more like that but a lot of the time they're running day around in like present day occupied america occasionally they find like a little tombish place but it's not it's not that old so i don't know hoping for a little bit more but i'll still probably give the sequel a a, a look um and then on monday someone on the Discord server uh streamed a bunch of vhs movies from their collection uh all day long so i was watching those and getting some work done at the same time. And uh, I missed, so I don't know if I can count the whole thing until I go back and watch the beginning again, was um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, 
which I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, so don't have a ton to say because I kind of came in near the end. Um, but I watched all but of you thought, you thought Anne Hathaway did a pretty good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I watched uh, Goldeneye. And oh, baby, it looks so bad on VHS. No, I think they, I mean, they all look pretty good, but they're all VHS quality. Um, love that. I think I watched at the end of last year, maybe it was. I rewatched all the Brosnan Bonds and Goldeneye just kicks them all out of the park. i love it it kicks all of the other ones out of the park which means they're home runs Mm -hmm. i don't know um and you shouldn't be kicking the baseball in this metaphor anyway uh true lies after that uh so misogynistic and uh uh xenophobic uh, but so another one of your favorites, but and and that's and they those are the two reasons I love it. Um, it is so crazy that it's like this spy movie that then takes the detour of like this guy tricking his wife because she's not she's like stepping out on him, but he's also like not he's never told her since they've been dating and married that he's like this secret spy. Toxic, you guys, you should just like have a normal conversation. Uh, and then it gets back into the terrorist plot and it's crazy and over the top and pretty great finale. So what can you say? Um, Friday. Hadn't seen that in a long time. I thought you were just saying what day you watched it. Yeah. And then Friday, which is a couple <laughs> days from now. Um, yeah. Watch Friday again. That was a fun one to rewatch. Definitely like of its time, but I kind of like how Friday again, of- Friday again was one of the lesser performing sequels. <laughs> I just feel like it just like heightens too much. If I remember correctly, like Debo goes to prison for what he did in the first movie, but breaks out and is trying to get them. There's the, there's like, I don't know. Isn't that when he goes to like his cousin's house or something? I have only seen the first one. I never saw the sequel, wow. so I don't. I'm pretty sure it's like a, a whole other setting. I don't know. I just loved like, I feel like there's elements of the first one that probably aren't that crazy, aren't that crazy from like how some people felt in their neighborhood. Obviously they have like, it's exaggerated in how, I was like, dang, someone is always driving up to their house and some crazy person is getting out of the car to like talk to them or do something. But it, I do like that it's mostly just them sitting around in chairs outside of the, on the porch mm-hmm. and getting called to the phone and going over to your friend's house and he calls for someone else to help in. I don't know. I just, I, I liked revisiting it. It was good. Um, and then the last one that uh, was streamed was Coming to America. Hey, we talked about that <laughs> one, or uh, it's the upcoming sequel, Leaving Africa, or <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Coming right. from Africa. <laughs> yeah, Coming from Africa, I think you speak all that. Uh, I have not watched Coming to America 2. I don't know if I if I heard good things or not about it. I've seen it. But, um, I could tell you, but... Uh... Wow. Well, uh, I, I enjoyed watching this one, and it's, it's also of its time, but it's still very funny to me, and uh, pretty crazy how many... This is... Is this the early one of the earliest examples of Eddie Murphy kind of dressing up and being in costumes for stuff? I think it, yeah, because this is like a like mid eighties, late eighties, so it's like yeah, so yeah. it feels like I mean he wasn't close to doing Norbit and all this other stuff yet, or the Clumps was like nineties or, or closer to the two thousands, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's always enjoyable, especially since like some of them you're legitimately like, that was that person, um, yeah, that was a fun one. So I enjoyed that whole. That was like a, just like a day of. VHS classics. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. I enjoyed that whole, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Max. <laughs> oh, what movies? 
Uh, I watched a movie called Still Alice uh, with uh, Julianne Moore and Alec Baldwin about um, her. Oh, so still Alec. Still Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. uh, Julianne Moore uh, finds out that she has Alzheimer's and it's kind of like them dealing with it. Um, it's It's sad, but it's also... I don't know. It doesn't delve too deep in it. It's not like too much that you wouldn't expect from it, but I, I think it still did a, a pretty good job of kind of touching on some of the points that would be disorienting and upsetting mm. and stuff like that. There's a good speech that she gives in the middle of it uh, or near the, I don't know where it is, somewhere in there, <laughs> maybe not the <laughs> middle. Um, I also watched a movie called Bringing Up Baby, which is I think an older movie from the 30s, perhaps, maybe a little later than that, maybe 40s, um, where uh, a leopard is on the loose and a whole series of unfortunate events. Uh, some some guy gets, like, a, a lady steals a guy's car and steals a bunch of other stuff, and he has to, I don't know, it, it gets wrapped up in this whole thing. It's, well, it's, what's the leopard connection? <laughs> <laughs> uh the leopard was sent to her from her uh cousin aunt, uncle maybe uncle and um or her brother i don't know anyway she was sent a leopard and is supposed to pass it off to her aunt that one is for sure her aunt and uh but she doesn't know that and so she's wondering she's trying to hide the leopard from her and then trying to get it to her and then it turns out oh there's another leopard there's a weird scene in it where like a dog is actually playing around with this live leopard and uh, it's it's like I had to look up whether or not the dog was like killed in the filming of it, which it Jesus. sounds like hopefully not. <laughs> it sounds like hopefully not. It's around the time where you you never know. Yeah, right? there's not. But, there were people that were like, there, if there were people that were like against the unethical treatment of animal at the time, there was also a league like pro for that. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, you got to kill a couple of dogs. Like, <laughs> or you can't really, film here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it's a weird one. I don't know. It's of its time, as they say. Um, I also watched a movie called Friends with Money that has a, a pretty damn good cast with uh, Catherine Keener and um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. And it had, uh, who else? Who was in Nomad Nomadland? Oh, um, geez. Gosh, I forget her name all the time. It's uh... so bad. Hang on. Uh, and Why, that's Francis McDormand, of course. Francis McDormand, yeah, that's yes. right. And uh, Joan Cusack. So um, it was an interesting movie. So so Jennifer Aniston is kind of like in a group of friends. They're all rich. She used to be a teacher at a private school, but then became like left that job and became a maid. And so it's like awkward for her to hang out with these other people and um i don't know i thought it was it like paints them all to be kind of awful and then you think that there's going to be some kind of character arc but they just like remain awful and and change to a different type of awful Mm -hmm. it ended in a really weird way where i thought like okay i can see where this movie is going and then it didn't go there and instead it just went like oh yeah jennifer aniston should be rich too <laughs> oh all right the moral of the story is everybody should be really rich 
Yeah, even though you're an asshole and like clearly an asshole when you do it. Even though money like, makes you horrible, just yeah. get rich. Do it. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be unhappy and poor. Mm-hmm. You can be unhappy and rich <laughs> instead. Uh strange, but it's worth a watch, maybe. <laughs> if you yeah. got free time that you want to kill. Good cast, so like sometimes mm-hmm. a cast can just carry it, right? Good performances. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh, they're believable as as total assholes <laughs> and they have like moments of of uh, like actual personality and stuff like that so i don't know it is interesting but i guess it's not one of those uh movies to deliver a moral mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of go and watch it then i watched a movie called the guilty which is jake gyllenhaal by himself answering like a 911 call He's like in a call center. He's not the only one in there, but it's basically just him uh, answering the call the whole time. And and you hear just, you see his side of the conversation and you just kind of hear the rest of it. Uh, everything that's going on where like uh, a woman is kidnapped and they're trying to like figure out the uh, what's going on with that. And he's mm-hmm. trying to save them and stuff like that. And then there's some, some twists and turns as you go along, but basically a one one room uh movie and at the end of the movie he says fine i'll do it myself and he jumps into an ambulance and it's the yep. prequel and to michael becomes, bay's ambulance and ambulance ambulance uh, jenny calls <laughs> yeah welcome to ambulance ambulance <laughs> uh that movie looks awful it looks fucking really awful. i've heard it's good streaming it could be streaming on peacock also, we could we could is it really yep oh. The thing is, I've also heard a lot of other Michael Bay movies were good. The one I've not seen that I've heard is terrible. The one I've not seen that I've heard is has have mostly heard is bad. It's Pain and Gain. I thought it was very bad. Okay, but I don't know if that's consensus. I don't know, but I ambulance sounds more interesting to me. Sorry, ambulance. Yeah, ambulance. Los Angeles ambulance. Ambuflatulence is what it's called. Uh, I also watched a short movie called Robin Robin, which is about a <clears throat> robin that uh, rolls out of the nest and ends up uh, getting kind of adopted by a mouse family. Oh, yeah. This is a little Netflix kind of flocked wool looking short. Yeah. A little. Everyone's kind of like felted. And yeah. Very cute. And I recommend it. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's just one of those uh, little family is who you make it kind of movies, and this Ew. bird feels a little <laughs> the bird feels a little out of place uh, with the mice, but learns to to love her differences. I don't know if this is for me. I mean, maybe it's because it's a short, because I don't have to listen to that that drivel for too long. But uh, I say, stick with your kind. Yeah, was, meaning uh, birds and mice. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Meaning xenophobic uh, true lies. Ooh, so, man, that movie's good. (laughs) That has some good ideas. Yeah, uh, well, that's enough for me, and it sounds like enough for Rob. Uh, How about you? All right, I'm out of here. Later, guys. Uh, (laughs) You're talking, Rob, you're talking about baseball earlier, knocking out of the park. I watched Major League Two just this morning. Did they? Did any of them kick it out of the park? A couple of them kicked. I was going to say with, there must be some gag where someone kicks the ball or something, well, they, right? They certainly <laughs> kick it with their arms and a bat. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of kick. 
Um, this is a movie that does star somebody we're going to talk about later, Dennis Haysberg. So a little bit of a tie into the movie as well that we're talking about later. Um, boy, these movies have not aged well. The, I think the second one is especially like they've leaned into a lot of the like caricatures of these, uh, baseball players and boy, oh boy. Some of these jokes are racist, just plain racist. Um, but you know, it's like, it's one of those movies I probably watched a bunch as a kid. So I have some nostalgia for it. And like that, the, the little like, that like sting that they play out like when they're doing well while they're playing baseball i like Mm -hmm. that just that little jingle like really like you know kind of makes the hairs on my arm stand up a little bit i'm just like i get some like nostalgia from that and then of course when uh good old charlie sheen walks on the field and he's got wild playing. (laughs) yeah he's got tiger blood coursing through his veins and wild thing hits um, uh, I do not remember this jingle, but I think you should drop it into the episode unless maybe just you don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> but I do need to go back. I don't I don't recall the, the sound of it. But um, but yeah, I despite it's many, many, many flaws, you know, it's just it's like Bob Euchre's so funny as the like drunk announcer who's like gives up on the team halfway through. And then once they start doing well, he's checked back in. But like there's a literally a scene in the movie where he just falls asleep during a game and like the other guys left to do play by play. And he only wakes up once the team like gets into a, a brawl with themselves and just like, he's yeah, he's so funny, but watch that. And then on uh Monday for Juneteenth, we watched loving, which is the uh, Joel Edgerton movie about uh, the couple who yes. uh, went to the Supreme court and got uh, interracial marriage legalized it's good um i think like it's it's one of those movies it's like it's not an easy watch because everybody's awful in it not everybody but like the majority of the characters are against them so you're watching a majority of movie of characters being awful and then eventually this couple that you're rooting for does prevail in the end but it is like you know just it's a slog of characters saying really shitty things nick kroll plays um the like uh, he works for the attorney general or something. And so he's like, wor- oh, he works for the ACLU and he is the person who's kind of spearheading their case. So it's, it's if, if like watching comedians doing non-comedic roles is up your alley <laughs> and like Nick Kroll's a good actor. So like, I thought he did a good job in it, but if like you just have that kind of like curiosity of watching somebody who's primarily known as like a pretty wacky comedy guy, uh, being pretty good in a drama like this is a good movie and you know Joel Edgerton's really good in it and I forget the name of the main actress in it as well but she was in um how uh, new was it how when did this first come out I think it came out in 2016 mm, okay uh Ruth Naga she was um oh yeah she oh, was in dope. yeah she was in uh she was also preacher. in Agents of Shield as well and pre- yeah and preacher um but yeah I thought it was it was good it's a good watch um, and Joel, Joel Edgerton, that's the uh, Owen Lars, is that right? Owen Lars himself. Owen Lars, and then also, wasn't he the, uh, he was the the creature in Bright, right? Uh, Will Smith's uh, partner. Oh, I think so. I think so. The uh, orc. Yeah. So, yeah, worth a watch, I'd say. But anyways, that's it for me for movies. Let's talk about some TV shows. 
TV shows we've seen. What you've seen? Robert, what are you seeing? Not a lot for TV shows outside of uh, stuff we'll probably talk about on a mini. Some uh, Still need to watch today's Miss Marvel. And uh, I did finish. It is Wednesday after all, as I noted. It is Wednesday. We're time stamping it. Uh, I did finish Obi-Wan Kenobi, the former Jedi Master, Ooh. who now lives on Tatooine. Um, but I, I, we'll get into it. I... Uh, it was a star. It was a Star Wars show, you know. <laughs> there were Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the Star Wars universe. Vehicles, uh, locations, all the stuff you want from Star um, Wars: vehicles, locations. <laughs> yeah, they're all there. And it's like they they poured it on a like a lunch cafeteria plate, and they're like, "There it is." And I was like, "Thank you. I'll probably be back for more." Uh, but, we'll, we'll, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, how bad was it? If you're no, 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 I'm not. I'm just kind of Star just Wars. being. I'm being. I'm this, being. This uh, might he's being purposely be vague. Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah, he's I'm being vague. vague. I'm just saying. Like, I think I liked. I think I liked it overall. Uh, but there's, we, we've had issues. Hey, we talked yeah. about it. You'll have yeah. to. You'll have to listen on the mini for our thoughts so far, because I believe we talked about the first three or four episodes already. Correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, so we'll. Um, we'll. We'll have to talk about the finale. Uh, but that's that's really it for me. Not a ton else on the TV front. Max, what about you? I have not yet watched the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Me neither. To completion, so we'll see. Uh, I'll be watching watch... to completion tonight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, oh, yeah. Oba Oba. I did watch an interview with him where he talks about his mullet in the second movie. Uh huh. And how he's grown to like it. He hated it at the time, but me too. See, I I think Revenge of the Sith is the best Obi look. Uh, I think uh, Alec Alec Guinness <laughs> takes takes the cake. Okay. I, I think uh, Ewan McGregor looks great in this uh, new one. Anyways, uh, Stranger Things watched all of part one, and uh, it's fun. It's good. I don't. I think it's it's like right in that line. There are certain things that I don't love about it, mm-hmm. but overall i think i really enjoy watching it so yeah like you forgive all of those things where it's like I, all right i think you know they've got a ton of characters they're adding new ones there's a lot of storylines that have them all separated and i think there's stuff that they could have trimmed down a bit but mm-hmm. overall i'm enjoying myself so and i think it's it's weird they kind of i don't know if i already talked about this but they like redo all of their like aha moments over and over again they're like from season one essentially it's again oh you can use lights to talk between uh this area let's do that again oh somebody's like drawing frantically drawing pictures it turns out that they all connect and they they all combine like mm-hmm. you already did that one too right? see it's like poetry it rhymes <laughs> uh um, i do i mean i yeah, did people, like the uh, i do like that, that opposite version though that they are the one trying to communicate from the other world and someone else has to figure it out i think that's like a fun callback with the like the light bright I guess it's it is the same thing though that, that Will did. I guess we didn't see it in season. That's what one, I mean. But... I kind of like that we now are getting like. Does that mean that Will was like sitting in a house like <laughs> <doing> stroking, <that? laughs> stroking all the like? Uh, I guess I didn't think about that. Around. Yeah, I guess that's what was happening. Oh, and hey, maybe we'll, maybe that'll be a spinoff series. That. We'll get that prequel. I don't know. It just, just seemed, him. It seemed, 
seemed weird to go more in depth than that. And then also the the drawing thing was absolutely no different and completely unbelievable. Like she has these crayons and draws everything in the same proportion. She's like, well, I'm just drawing what I saw when I was there. Hopefully I'm not spoiling for everyone. But anyway, she's like drawing everything. It's like all these like, fragments that were literally like floating in the air. Does she, she must have like photographic memory. And she must have had 20 red crayons because the whole thing was red and she covered every single You could buy, I think there was a big thing in that, centimeter. around that time period, I think you could buy an all red box. I think that and was a like good a thing she did. Yeah. I think that's what she saw when she had those. It'd be funny if like they were, it wasn't in red. It's like, they were like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> In yeah. too many different colors. <laughs> That's all rainbow. She's like really bad at drawing also. Or if she had just done things from a different angle, right? She drew 20 pictures. They were all from the same angle. Like she moved around. But Max, it. then you don't get the scene where you shift all the papers onto each other and you're like, it's hey. Just, it, it doesn't, when you see it happen, you're not like, wow, that was clever. You're like, I've seen that before in this show. What are you doing again? <laughs> why, why, are we, why are we here? Oh, that reminds me of that show I watched before, Stranger Things. Stranger Things this time less it's, strange. Stranger Things is bangs on nostalgia so hard it's banking on its own nostalgia. May <laughs> remember season one? It was made in the 2000s sometime. Uh, I also watched the end of the Essex Serpent, which was it was good. It had Tom Hiddleston, Claire Dane, so yes. uh, worth watching for them again. Uh, but it's not going to not going to blow you away in it's, my head canon uh they're all loki variants oh clever in my version they're all homeland variants because wow. of claire dance nah, i don't know homeland i really wish the two of Watch you it. could meet in the middle somewhere sorry <laughs> sorry this is these are my beliefs uh i finished up the season of barry uh, i've been hearing such great things and i need to get back on the barry bandwagon i think i watched a few apps and didn't didn't continue and i need to yeah, I, I would recommend it. I think it's one of the better ones out there. It does some strange things, goes weird directions, and rides a really interesting line between hyper serious and uh, like completely comedically goofy. So uh, definite recommendation. Uh, I also watched some Love, Death, and Robots shorts. Mm. And... Um, when you're watching with somebody who doesn't necessarily enjoy a bunch of hyper violence, it's hard to find anything to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like re- reading through the descriptions too, you're like, huh. It's like a man, bec- a man comes upon hyper violence in a hyper violent <laughs> short. Now a man comes upon hyper violence in space. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting that like the love death and robots part of it. It's like, it doesn't need to be super gory. There's probably some that aren't, there's that one kind the of first trippy- one is what's the one with like the, the, person getting dragged in a spacesuit with the crystals growing on them that one's yeah, that, violent right that one wasn't too bad and then like the the first one where it's just the robots in the after yeah, the apocalypse i'm just like morbid so, yeah um also like the mini the mini dead isn't that violent because it's all kind of shot from far away yeah, yeah those were the ones that went okay and then went there was okay like... oh no <laughs> then there was the i think there was a the crab in the bottom of the boat that we yeah, that was uh, pretty never, gnarly. never finished. And then there was the siren. Which Ooh, I love that one. It looked amazing. It it's amazing. Fantastic. But uh, I was the only one who finished that one. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's also like, it's like sad. It's kind of like brutal. So yeah. 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 And I, I feel like it could have 
some triggers too for uh, folks watching. It's definitely saying some things. So yeah, for sure. It's it's very well made. I hope I, I, that's probably one of my favorites of the season. So I would recommend people watch that. But you're you're not wrong. I feel like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there. And then we did make it through the the rat one, but it was it was hyper violent, especially it's in the violent. End. Yeah, and it's 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 goofy, but it is still like it goes beyond the cartoon violence because it's like once you see like the actual rats like getting blown yeah. away and stuff got spilling out and all that um and then so i'll finish the rest of those at some point probably by myself uh i also started station 11 oh i've heard about this and i'm really enjoying it actually it's like it's holding my interest this is a post-pandemic apocalyptic type of thing a yes. little bit yeah. yeah that's probably the one of the reasons i haven't jumped on a meet which i and i'm sure it's good i i doesn't mean I think I probably have watched things that have had that kind of plot line, but I think I was like, Oh, I'm going to pass it for now. Yeah. I think, I think I did the same thing uh, when I first heard about it and then it's kind of been sitting in our queue and then we got around to it and I've been enjoying it and it kind of revolves a bit around this comic book that, uh, that shows up in there, like a graphic novel that, um, that someone makes and someone gets and, and they really enjoy it and it's it's neat because they like they show the graphic novel and i'm like oh damn that looks awesome i want this graphic novel but only there are only a certain number of pages that were even created because it was like just for this show oh wow and so like it was just an illustrator who came up with them and they they put it in put it together but it's it's not a complete there isn't a complete uh graphic novel out there because i was looking i was like oh i think i want to feel like something that could get kickstarted you or you'd think or the artist could like you know take commissions to make it or finish it i feel like the artist could could do that i I feel like that's something that the uh, station 11 team should consider like moving it out but uh yeah i recommend it i think it's pretty good um not a ton of like recognizable people there's uh veronica mars's dad is in it and uh the terminator the most recent i think terminator salvation or whatever yes yeah i like that actress so yeah she she does a great job in it uh and i don't think i'm i recognize too many other oh there's one guy who's like a, a cop and a bunch of stuff and then Okay, there are a few people that I recognize, <laughs> but but actually, it's all people I know <laughs> personally. I know personally, yeah, yeah. They're 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 not like the there isn't the star-studded power of it, right? It's not like oh, you got to check this out. It's got Tom Hiddleston, let's say, like the not movie. And it's actors. called the Essex Serpent or something <laughs> that you have to watch, but. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it, so I recommend it. Check it out. Oh, there is there is a guy who was in yesterday, which I assume Andrew you've seen mm-hmm. because Paul McCartney. it's about uh, Beatles uh, covers, which mm-hmm. I love. I far preferred the Beatles. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, you know they're from yeah. Liverpool. What? So the main guy from that is in is in this one, and that's all I, I've seen. How about you, Andrew? I have been watching Barry. Um, I think I told you I had finished the first season. That was incorrect because I <laughs> was like, I don't remember where I stopped. So I'm just going to start from you the, finished first... the first episode. I think that was it because I, I, I was like, I need to just start over because I don't remember where I finished. And so I finished the first episode and then I started the second one and I'm like, I don't remember. And so I think I literally watched the first episode oh. 
and you're like, ah, season over. Yep. Oh, no, <laughs> Put that, that away good, for now. That was a good season. Um, so I'm ha- I think I'm like three episodes into the second season right now, but yeah, awesome show. So good. Um, Bill Hader is an, like an, he's an excellent lead for this show. I mean, I think he's a great actor anyways, but this show, especially he's so good for this role. Um, and Isn't like, it weird too. Like mm-hmm. if, if you looking at the description of it, I thought Bill Hader right. is playing the like uh, ruthlessly efficient killer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, re- he's really good. Um, I, I read that the guy who plays uh Noho Hank, is uh mm-hmm. was like supposed to be killed off in the first episode but he brought so much to the role <laughs> that they were like we got to keep him around and he's so yeah. fun i'm glad they kept him around yeah he's such a fun character and like he's like he's kind of got that look of like he could be like a very convincing like psychopath but he's so lovable in mm-hmm. this show as like a kind of inept version of that of that guy he's just like he's so like he's so sweet even mm-hmm. though he is like he works for crime lords, he is kind of a crime lord in his own in his own way. But like, he's just kind of so well meaning and like just really wants to be friends with Barry more than anything <laughs> else. It seems like, um, I, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the show a lot. I think they've they've got something there. And mm-hmm. I, I the only thing is like so far, Darcy Carden is on the show and she doesn't really do much, and so I kind of wish she had a little bit more to do. And maybe she does in later episodes and maybe even third season, but both her and, um, Oh, I can't remember her name. She was on, uh, the good place. And, um, fuck. I can't remember her name. Oh yeah. Uh, um, Australian. Australian. Yeah. Ay, yeah, yeah. This is going to drive me nuts. Hang on. I'll look it up real quick. I simply don't know. Kirby Howell Baptiste. She's, uh, I, I wish she had a little more to do as well. Like it just, because mm-hmm. they're just sort of people in the acting group. It doesn't feel like they get a ton to do so far, but again, maybe that will increase as the show goes on, but yeah, really enjoying that. Um, that's it for me for TV. Let's talk about the movie. We are all reviewing together. Chippendale rescue Rangers. <laughs> This is a 2022 uh, revival of the Chippendale Rescue Rangers cartoon show that aired over two years. I thought that show had for sure lasted longer than (laughs) it was like 89 to 90. And I like I was like, no, that show I watched so much as a kid. It had to have run for like five years. It was two years. Just syndication, baby. Just enough apps to keep going out. Um, But this is a meta revival of the rescue rangers um on disney plus would you guys recommend people watch chippendale rescue rangers on disney plus uh i i enjoyed this more than i thought i would i think there's i think there's arguments to be made for uh the kind of hey i recognize that think uh that thing style of uh nostalgia that this movie brings but i think more often than not it was getting a laugh out of me or making me smile. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely doing it better than some of the other legacy reboots and sequels. So yeah, I would recommend people give it a watch. Max. Yeah. It's the go, go see it in theaters. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Find a theater that's showing it and then pay yeah. them more money to go see it. Yeah. No, I, I think 
I agree. It's one of those ones that like, it really feels like it's going to be doing something very dumb. And uh, in some ways it is, but in more ways than that, it seems like they've thought it through and um, they do enough that's enjoyable. They do enough that works that uh, I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah, I think um, we, we have, it feels like we've kind of tapped the well of uh, metaverse, you know, like large, like property, like referencing its own properties sort of thing, type of movies at this point. And it's not the fault of this movie that Space Jam A New Legacy sucked and Ready Player One was kind of disappointing and that all the previous versions of this sort of thing where you get to like reference a bunch of stuff from your own catalog have been really disappointing. That's That would be my primary complaint about this movie is that it's like it is the latest in a line of these movies, but the previous True. ones were all lesser versions of this movie. Yeah. Like, I think this movie... If this was the first one to do it, I'd be so happy with this movie. I would, but like, because there's been like three to four at least versions of like, look at all this stuff we have. Oh, isn't this funny? Look at this character that showed up. And like, this one has definitely more fun with it and is a little more creative in doing it than rather than just like, look, there's Pennywise the clown hanging out with, you know, the Skeksis or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's. it's it Sorry. felt a lot more, I think, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. than like uh, Space Jam. Yeah, it did, but I also think Who Framed Roger Rabbit is still doing it ten times better. Sure, so. yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you're kind of you kind of have to give it a little bit of a um, handicap just because of the the like lamer ones that have come out lately have been so meh. To have one that like was actually pretty fun, I I kind of rank a little higher maybe just because. The other ones sure. have been kind of disappointing because of the environment that it's coming from. Yeah, but it, but you're right. It won't be like that instant classic. People are going to be watching this 20 years from now. Yeah, it's, it's it's a fun movie, but it's not a classic. Yeah. Um. So the story is that uh, it's Chippendale. It's the actors who played Chippendale. Chippendale themselves are yeah. actors who portrayed Chippendale in the TV show Rescue Rangers. You know, 30 years ago. Now they are act like actors like uh, chip has or dale's gotten cgi surgery so he kind of looks like alvin and the chipmunks from the alvin and the chipmunks movie yeah yes and then chip has you know it's kind of the 2d animation look yeah it's like cell shaded but it's not 2d it's sort of 3d but it does have a like maybe you guys, i don't know if you guys agree or not but i thought it was a, a pretty good look i like yeah, the yeah, way yeah. he i li- like the way he looked in the environment of the movie and I also think this is a so like this is <clears throat> a movie that supposes that they all exist in the world with us too, like with humans. There's also like a Gumby esque character that J.K. Simmons voices. So it it almost kind of felt like a also a more I'd say successful version of Detective Pikachu as well, where like I think hmm. they had a little more fun with that aspect of it than like Detective Pikachu was able to pull off. I think the for me the human part of it like i didn't think i didn't think the actor was bad but like the cop helping them out and some of the human elements of it were like a little less engaging to me but i think i was like also just in the zone of their animated main characters and i was hoping they would kind of stick around the other Mm -hmm. cartoons and stuff like that so all that stuff was hitting for me but i wish i wish that other bit was a little a little stronger yeah so hoskins 
I should. I really wanted just Bob Hoskins. Uh, so yeah, we've got Andy Samberg. We got John Mulaney, <clears throat> who are the voice of Chip and Dale. Uh, Will Arnett, who plays Sweet Pete, the rundown. The years have not been kind to him. Peter Pan. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana plays Monterey Jack, which I thought was a funny. I did, I did not realize that. <clears throat> um, Fula Borg plays that like snake that's a huge fan of Chippendale. That um, was that part was kind of corny, but yeah. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, as mentioned earlier, voices Zipper, which I thought was, you know, oh, yeah. not an unexpected turn that like he would have like this deep, booming voice, you know, because Zipper's always been like, and so when he talks, mm-hmm. you know, he has this glorious, you know, prestigious voice. Um, Keegan Michael Key's in it. You know, a lot of the actors from the original Chippendale series do get a little bit of time in this movie. And then also, uh, Tim Robinson plays uh, Ugly Sonic. Right. Interesting. Took the internet by storm again. Yeah. And you may not have uh, realized this, Andrew, but um, Seth Rogen was also in this movie. Wait, what? (laughs) Okay, but don't tell me he played multiple roles, at least. (laughs) Should we tell him? (laughs) Um, I did did think that the whole, the scene where he runs into two other characters voiced by Seth Rogen, they're all kind of, yeah, I think you would, You'd mentioned it in an episode before, yeah. but just them going. <laughs> it's it's stupid, and I don't blame anyone who hates that and is like, this is what's wrong with these kinds of movies. And but okay, personally, it worked for me. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. It was yeah, three three other animated characters like bowl him over, and then they all laugh in his face. It was in that it was Rogan laugh. Pumbaa. It was his character from uh, Mantis. Monsters Monsters versus Aliens. Blob then, or Bob or whatever. And then uh, yeah, his character from Kung Fu Panda. I think it probably depends on how much you're enjoying the rest of the movie, that scene. Yeah. Really, that's the, like, barometer or whatever. I really enjoyed, especially when he first showed up, I really enjoyed the ugly Sonic thing. I thought that was a very Mm -hmm. fun thing for them to play around with. Also, just the weird idea of, like, cartoons exist, so it's like when someone created ugly Sonic, they were like, well, we have to change it and make a new, better-looking Sonic for the actual movies, so this guy, like, still is alive. Right. But now he has to just, like, go around and try and make a career he's for himself. He's hanging so. out at cons and, and you know, just yeah. like, yeah. It's pretty pretty funny. And then uh, Kiki Lane... And not just a one-off <laughs> joke. He does show up again. Yes. So. Uh, Kiki Lane plays the human character, the, like, NYPD yeah. detective who helps out Chip and I, I thought she was fine. I just think that, like... <clears throat> I just think like that particular storyline, like her helping out and stuff just didn't, didn't do it as much for yeah, me. So. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the story is that Monterey Jack gets kidnapped. There's somebody who is like taking old tunes and like repurposing them so that they can forever be in these like cheap knockoff versions. <laughs> that, I thought that was funny. The fact that, yeah, like Disney is like commenting, well, the people who made this movie, right. which is a Disney movie are commenting on the fact that like there are weird bootlegs where like the characters don't look quite right or are, like off color and like right. being sold on I forget what the mermaid the little mermaid knockoff was but they had specifically kidnapped flounder so that they could put a version of flounder in like whatever the you know like the the small fish, fish woman, woman. yeah yeah i i yeah, did enjoy i might that. have i'll look for it while we're talking but i might have a picture of some of the bootlegs cuz i was laughing really hard at them um, um but yeah this is a it's a very tongue in cheek you know like it it doesn't take itself very seriously. It's obviously doing a lot of commenting on the industry at large, the sort of way that these studios just kind of churn out cheap movies and stuff. It's very meta in a lot of ways. It's really fun. 
But like, ultimately I think you're right, Robert. Like I, I'm probably not going to think about this movie in like a month from now. Like I, I had a lot of fun watching it, but it's not going to be a movie that I'm going to be like returning to like every, you know, couple or if years I was or, like, if I was like, you know, I was at a house and people like some, someone's kid needed to want, had the movie on and be like, Oh, this is like a fun movie. This is a fine movie. And then I would sit there and I would explain to them like, okay, you need to understand Chip and Dale rescue Rangers first, tell them all about all the lore <laughs> bore them to death. Um, yeah, no, I just, I don't think it's like, it's not like that ephemeral for me, but it, it is sort of like, it, they did it better again, like than some of the other recent entries, but still not as good as something like Roger Rabbit, where mm-hmm. if I wanted to watch that and also, have you ever watched the scene behind the scenes for Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's like really amazing how they did all that shit. Like if a penguin walks up with a real tray and, and a glass on it, it's like, an arm with like, you know, a metal arm, like moving across the stage. And then they animate in later. There's -hmm. all these crazy practical things going on. So this movie didn't have to do a lot of that because the technology has changed and they can sort of just insert cartoons and they're just not interacting with people as much as they would be other cartoon characters and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that's like my, my only kind of, it can't reach the heights of, of something like, roger rabbit for me but yeah what did you do you guys have some favorite scenes favorite jokes uh, um, cameos i mean i like the idea that like their individual parts were like being like taken off and added into this huge collection room and it did make that weird villain by the end they kind of <laughs> shoot grown-up peter pan enough that he's like come by i was trying to figure out all the individual i think one of his arms was wreck it ralph yes mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple other things going on. Um, uh, I think Optimus Prime leg. Mm-hmm, yeah, something like that. Um, I, I didn't really love the Falula Borg. Like, I knew they were going to do the thing where it's like, oh, it's so embarrassing when like a cartoon character has to like rap in a movie. And so, didn't love that one. But um, I did appreciate that they used some different like mediums and styles. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like everything was in one animation style. I my other complaint was that. Yeah, I didn't love that Dale was in the CG surgery version the whole time. I wish it had been a one-up joke where he's like, I got it and had it reversed because it looked bad because it didn't look good to me. Um, But all all the con stuff I thought was fun because you got a lot of like weird references to all the different characters and things like that. Um, I don't know. What about you, Max? I liked liked when they went to uh, the cop's house and like saw her like collection of all the Chip and Dale stuff. Oh no, that was Dale's house, wasn't it? Who's no, no, no. She. That? Oh, maybe it was Dale's house because she was the one geeking out because there was like the garage in back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he but uh, that also stuff. like that was like the red herring, right? That like she wasn't actually a fan and was like faking them out. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what they thought. Like d- yeah. there was a there's a part where they they think somebody inside the police is like fishing out information to Sweet Pete, and mm-hmm. so for a bit Dale thinks it's her, so he thinks she's making up all her fandom and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, they, they had like that that nes game that really it did kick ass uh and then like a few other things where i was like oh yeah man i really was into rescue rangers wasn't i but it is it is when it's interesting that they only leaned into rescue rangers because chip and dale was a thing before rescue rangers came out but this movie kind of like ignores all that it's also like there's a current running kind of like series of shorts where it's like them without their clothes they're like little chipmunks in the park and they don't talk they just do the little kind of chirping and stuff and that's very charming 
So I did think it was interesting that they didn't, they did show like a thing of like them in other animation styles, like mm-hmm. what they could be turned into. And that was fun. There was even like a fake Simpsons at one point. Mm-hmm. They like run through them filming one of the bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, can I, can I read you off some of the bootlegs that sure. appear in the sure. end credits? Um, one is now that's what I call cartoons rapping. <laughs> Um, there's one that looks like the sequel to Lady and the Tramp, and it's called Spaghetti Dogs 2. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> I think I laughed pretty hard at that. There's one of Peter Pan, but he's like surfing and he's like got, he's like holding hooks, like hook in his hand, and it's called Rad Pan. <laughs> and then there's there's also one called Pooj, P O O J, the Fat Honey Bear. And it's like a very big version of Winnie the Pooh. Also, this one, just because, like, the title and the a- animation is so funny, is it's, like, Simba and Timon and Pumbaa, but, like, it's the weirdest style. Uh-huh. Like, like Simba's eyes are super far apart, and it's called Farm Beasts. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, a really weird translation. And then the one in the middle, maybe my favorite, Bubba Gump Restaurant the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows, like, a living restaurant. Like, he's pointing to the title. <laughs> it's like, That's it's really about funny. a living version of Bubba Gump. That's really funny. <laughs> That's so. That's the kind of uh, uh, there's good. There's some good stuff in there. It's yeah. from the. I mean, isn't it? Mo- it's the Lonely Island team for the most part. Yeah, Kiva, dire- uh, Kiva directed Kiva and, it, and, and then I don't know. I don't know that Yorma did anything. On he might this. not have been on it, but but yeah. then got. Um, Andy, it was just. It, yeah, that was just really fun, fun stuff. So I yeah. I enjoyed that. Sorry for the the diversion, but yeah. Okay. Did did you find the uh Little Mermaid knockoff on there? I didn't see that one because that would have been that might have shown like in the film in the and movie. I think I took a screen cap at the very end. Gotcha. Oh, you know what the other really fun one was they showed in the end credits? Was uh Aunt Man. Aunt Man, that's right. Paul <laughs> Paul Rudd does make a very quick cameo at the con where he's just like yeah. talking to people, like desperately trying to like engage with people about how ant-man was originally supposed to be about a guy who's really charming to people's aunts yeah uh man do you get do you guys pronounce it aunt or do you pronounce it aunt it Um, it depends i think like when i'm trying to distinguish between aunt and aunt i'll say aunt but for the most part i'll say like my aunt diane that yeah that's what i do too and i wonder if when it was written it was supposed to be that because like when he says it's aunt man and then goes on to explain and when I say that, I mean, like, aunts. I dropped the, I like, the the Aunt Man picture in the chat. Um, now playing four stars. Aunt Man is irresistible. <laughs> and it's Paul Rudd with with like three, three, three older women hugging him. <laughs> and he is in the Ant Man suit, too. That's <laughs> so like, is his power like he can control aunts? He's just very charming to them. And so he looks good in the suit. Why not? Yeah. Um, so good stuff. So I like I like all that stuff. I and again I think there's probably people who are like this is the worst. Like this is why movies are bad now because of this stuff. So maybe I'm on the wrong side of history, but I I, I, I also I think I, for the most part I enjoyed all that kind of bullshit. I kind of feel like those people are maybe just on the wrong side. No, maybe not the wrong side of history is is not their correct <laughs> term, but like maybe they need to touch grass. They just need to like get with the times, man. They need yeah. to grow up. This is cinema now. I mean that is it is kind of like that is what it's cinema a kind is of cinema right now. now. Yeah, I like mean, that, for better like, or for worse. You're just like that. The nostalgia touch thing is like that is a lot of what media is now. It's just like remember this thing. Remember, it's like a guaranteed way to like make a certain amount of money almost for like a movie because you yeah. have enough references that people are like, I remember that thing. I'm going. And, and as then much if you're lucky, it's also good and makes more money as opposed to just like enough. Right. And I think like 
you know, you talked about in the, in the movies we've seen segment, like Jurassic world dominion from everything I've heard is like one of the worst versions of a legacy sequel where it's like, let's just trot out the old characters from the other movies. And like, it's like, I, I think like in, is it fallen kingdom is the second one. Yeah. Like Ian Malcolm's sole purpose in that movie is just so you would say like, well, Jeff Goldblum's in it. So like in the trailer, you're like, there's no way he's leaving this like courtroom scene in the movie. Like he's just there giving a deposition and sure enough, that's the case. I will I mean, I mean, if we're kind of going back to that subject, Jurassic Dominion, World Dominion, not the worst. It is its own, like the finale of its own trilogy, but yes, it's calling back to the older, better trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst offender. I feel like of like legacy sequel stuff but it's definitely not up there with some of these things. I think Chip and Dale is doing a better job of referencing some of its earlier material and adjacent things than they are. Yeah. Weird comparison, but yeah. But the, I mean, that's what I mean. Like it is a, it is a legacy sequel to something that's like not, nobody's like, nobody at this point was like, when are they going to revive Chip and Dale rescue Rangers? So it wasn't like this huge mm-hmm. thing that people were just like, I got to see it. But this is the sort of legacy sequel that I think people appreciate more than something where it's just like, look, it's the older characters. Isn't this, you know, like, like having ugly Sonic on screen, I thought was a really funny gag. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, the stuff with like having, again, like having Eric Bana voicing Monterey Jack. And do you think like how many fans are pissed off that gadget got with zipper? <laughs> Tons. Like Tons. she's taken now. That sucks, dude. I'm boycotting the movie. And zippers voiced by a black guy so there's gonna mm-hmm. be some people who are gonna be really pissed about it being an interracial couple genuinely though like it's like all their kids are like freakish fly mouse hybrids <laughs> it's kind of crazy yeah. there's like 40 of them yeah um but yeah it's uh what can i say chip and dale it's <laughs> Ras- rescue rangers what more needs to be i yeah i think like it, it's a fun movie i mean like it's a fun Do thing you- do you think, oh, sorry, I got you up. Do you think, because you could kind of say like a revival, like, do you think this will lead to a sequel, if not uh, an actual revival of the show in some form? I mean, that, so that or is the them end of voicing him or that is the end of the movie where they, they decide that there's going to be a Chippendale Rescue Rangers revival series that like does really well. Or maybe it's a movie. I forget. And they go, like... please, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's me, Andy and me, John. We're really asking Disney Plus right here. And if you go to change.org slash rescue rangers, you can get. Uh, um, and yeah. then you hear Mickey Mouse like, get off the stage. You can't do that. That's the real reason that change.org was created. Yeah. But it, but it went out live. And Mickey Mouse like, shut the camera off. Mickey, we have to put it out now. They have it. We're live on Disney Plus. Kill the feed. <laughs> and kill them. Um, give me my keyblade. Sick em, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I want a sequel to this. I don't either. It kind of feels perfect and it's one of those things mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those things that it feels like it's successful enough that people will get the wrong impression and go, "Oh, it's working. Perfect. We should we should do this with, you know, Tailspin and every single other property right. no matter yeah. what." It's like, "No, you don't have to. This was very specifically like it, yeah, it, of itself and and you know, it's just I don't know. It, I also it has had, to be its unique thing because like you can't just continue with the story and have yeah. that be interesting. Mm-hmm. I also had gotten this mixed up with Ducktales and I thought they had already done this like as a series, so I was like, oh, a continuation of the revival series. I had forgotten that that was Ducktales and not Chippendale. So no, I was, no, no. <laughs> I was so wrong. Oh, because that was was that John Mulaney and 
Andy Samberg? No, also, it was like John Mulaney, Danny Pudi, and some other people. I can't remember who did that one. I think like Kate Micucci was in the cast for that. But Mulaney was in it though, right? Maybe. I swear he was in it. He could have been. He played Scrooge. Did he? I don't know if he did. No, I don't know. I'm making it up. No, but I feel like there were a couple things where I was like, "Really, John Mulaney? Why?" And I did. I feel like at first in this movie, I was like, "What are you thinking?" Making the voices John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, but the way they did it, it worked. I think. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I neither of them are doing like a character; they're just doing their own voices. So it's kind of a cushy, cushy job. But mm-hmm. uh, and at one point they do argue, and their voices get so high that they're basically doing their David Tennant voices. was Scrooge in Ducktales. But wow. is John Mulaney in it? He is not. At least not in the main cast. He may show up once or twice, but... Um, that can't be true. There was also that's, a... That's true. We got a Darkwing Duck cameo in this movie, too. That's true, yeah. Um, and Panthera or Chitara or someone? Yeah, there's a couple... Uh, it was not Chitara, but I forget. There's also... Name. Oh, there's also Baloo, but he got CGI surgery, so he's like doesn't look at all like himself. He's like just a regular-looking bear, kind of. Oh, yeah. but... Because they they took it from the uh, the new movie, right? Yes, yeah. Not Mowgli or whatever, but oh, um, another the, one the of the Favro yeah. Jungle Book or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess like overall, I think it was a yeah. I think it was a fun a fun thing to do. Uh, you know, like it's it's like a harmless like what is it like ninety minutes, ninety seven minutes. So like. I, I don't know. I think for people who have nostalgia for the original Chippendale, or at least remember it, people who like Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, people who like the meta kind of humor, I think it like checks a lot of boxes. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. It's also like, it's not like, I think kids would enjoy it too. So like, if it's a movie that you like as an adult have kids, you want to watch a movie with like, there's not offensive material in it anywhere. I think there's a lot of jokes kids are not going to get or appreciate, but like they also get to watch chipmunks running around on screen and interacting with other characters. So I don't know. I think it's a, a, a very, a very, uh, it's an above average use of your time of 97 minutes. <laughs> you can do much worse. Put it on, put it on the box. Yeah. What you normally do. This is better than that. By a yes. Little bit. By a little bit, not by a lot, but like, if what you normally do is a five, this is like a six and a half out of 10 with, of your time. Anyways, nice. uh, any final thoughts before we go? Hey, I can't say it better than that, my man. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.